Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's Ask Alice. I felt like for this week, it would be a really good time for me to talk through, I guess, some of the things that have come up for me this week, rather than addressing a specific question. There were kind of a few that I felt would be really helpful for me to be able to tackle in a kind of format like this, where I can blur out my inner monologue, rather than online, where tone of voice isn't necessarily conveyed in the best way possible. Firstly, one of the things that I really wanted to discuss was, I guess, the stuff that's come off the back of the podcast that I did with Grace. And I felt like it would be really helpful for me to just answer some of the things that people have said or commented. Some of them really, you know, important points that I would love to address. Some of them less so, but let's cover them anyway. (laughs) So I think the first thing for me to tackle is really around my relation to my other books and where I stand with, you know, whether that be revenue from those or even just having any association to them. So I think the first thing that I wanted to address with that is that I haven't made a profit from my books since publication. I no longer make any money from those books, nor have I done for a very long time. And I also no longer have any association to my publisher. And that's no slight on them. It was a very different time. I'm going to come to that in a second. But I felt like one of the points was really about me having, I guess, some kind of monetary stream coming from those books at the same time as as now obviously speaking about things in a very different light. So I just wanted to address the fact that that is not the case, uh, nor has it been for a very long time. And particularly in me moving publishers, you know, part of my incentive to, to write a new book was really about having that cathartic moment of being able to lay everything out. And, and I'll come to talk about that in a second in terms of, you know, doing that. But um, also moving to a new publisher who had a whole different kind of Um, approach and um, a much more nurturing maybe experience Um, so yes that's the first point clarified the second thing that I think it's really important to discuss and this is kind of a wider thing that I feel is actually more relevant just to social media in general if we think about like the age of social media and the kind of the stream of content that is put out I think it's really important that you know one recognizes that, for example, in my experience, I started posting online when I was 21 years old. I was a university student. And so for me, um, you know, it's very important that we recognize timing, I guess, in in my journey of where I now find myself. I'm 31 years old now. And I think if I asked anyone that is listening right now, if they still agreed with everything they said as a 21-year-old, or if they still would, you know, be exactly the same person that they were when they were a 21-year-old, they'd probably say, absolutely not. Like it, between the ages of 21 and 31, you do a hell of a lot of growing and a hell of a lot of kind of self-development. Um, and so I think that, you know, I'm no different I was put on a pedestal for whatever reason, age 21, 22, um, and kind of took off on this journey that was very exciting. And, you know, I think that particularly when you're that age, you definitely have a lot more self-confidence than than maybe I do right now. And I think that, um, you know, I I have basically just done a lot of growth over that time. And I think that one of the 
biggest things that I've always tried to do in my career is prioritize learning and becoming a better coach constantly. You know, for example, there are ways that I would teach a deadlift 10 years ago that I would never do now. And that's because I've learned and I know how to do better now. You know, the same can be said for everything that I said in my books. You know, I said one thing and I was absolutely swept up in a wider context of diet culture and doing things a certain way. And as I've got older, as I've reflected on a lot of those things and gone through my own life experiences, I've realized, hmm, actually, you know, what I said then, I actually wouldn't say now. And oh, actually, you know what, I've really learned from that point And I don't think I necessarily agree with that now. And I think that's such an important part of life and growth. And I think we have to give people the grace to be able to go through that process through life of making mistakes, and then being able to own them. And I think part of me wanting to write this book to you know, have this platform and to continue to, I guess, put my face out there. Cause I guess part of me when I went on this big shift could have been like, well, I'm going to hide and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to never say anything again and, and completely come offline. But I was like, no, what value does that have? You know, what value is it for someone to, I guess, I hate to use the word mistakes, but to make mistakes and then sort of never have that sense of accountability where you're willing to own up to them and willing to share how you've done better and how you could and can and have done better. So I think for me, that timing thing is really crucial. It's really crucial that we identify that whether it's myself or many other creators who were sharing content at the time of a similar ilk, all of us have done a lot of growing up very publicly. And that means that a lot of the learnings that we have gone through might, you know, I'll speak for myself only, but a lot of the learnings that I have gone through have played out quite publicly. And I just feel it's really important that whilst it's so necessary to hold people to account, you know, there are definitely times when that is really like needed. I also think that we have to give people the grace to make mistakes if they're willing to hold their hands up and say, I got it wrong, basically. And that's where I find myself in a place where I have the privilege, absolutely, and I acknowledge that, but I have the absolute privilege to say, I got it wrong and I'm willing to move on from that and I guess share how, why that happened and how I now feel like I can do a lot better in my space, in my industry and in my work. And so, you know, moving forwards, it's been really important that, you know, the, a huge body of my career, the last four or five years have been trying to do better. And, you know, I might not, not get it right every time, but I'm definitely trying. And I think that that's something that we should encourage online, not just for myself, but for many other people, we should encourage that. And there will be people who are like, no, you said that. And so I'm, you know, it's really inauthentic and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? Like people are allowed their opinions. That is the beauty of social media and the worst part of social media. Like everyone's allowed an opinion and um, that's fine. But I think that those who have a growth mindset, which is a really important thing in my opinion, to be able to be a, a better person every day is to recognize that mistakes are what make us better, stronger, more resilient and more well-rounded human beings. And I definitely feel like I'm one of those as a result of the things that I have experienced and gone through and learned from. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. The second thing is really also just recognizing that context is really important in these situations. We are always a product of the things going on around us. We are never just working in isolation. And myself and many others at the time were definitely part of a wider context of diet culture being at its peak. And so there were a lot of things that happened then that weren't problematic at the time. In Okay. Let me rephrase that because they definitely were problematic, but they weren't considered to be problematic at the time because they existed as part of kind of a wider context of like really toxic behaviors that centered around diet culture. And so with hindsight, absolutely, we're able to look back and be like, oh my God, can you believe that we talked about using skinny tea? I mean, not that I ever did, but skinny teas or, you know, can you believe that we encourage people to eat courgette pasta? Um, I'm trying to think of some others, you know, great, great courgette into their um, porridge, for example. Like there are so many things that just became very normalized. And absolutely, like I said, with hindsight, it's amazing that we can look back and say, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Um, but at the time, they were part of, again, those like normalized behaviors within the context, within, they became part of the normalized behaviors within the context of what that time and that place and that experience was. So this is a, not at all me saying that I'm excusing any of the things that happened. It's more just having a two-pronged approach about looking at, you know, where I find myself now. As much as I said in the podcast, you know, there is a lot of guilt that I feel for um, the way that those early years played out. There is also a part of me that can absolutely recognize that timing and context really hold a, a big and important part of that journey. And I think that as much as I, I try my best every day now to be a better advocate and kind of voice within the fitness space and really try and do my best every day to make sure that I am as qualified as I can possibly be, as educated, as well-researched, as, you know, as much as I can be the best at every part of my job. I guarantee you that in 10 years time, I'll probably look back on things I'm doing right now and say, mm, you know what, I would have done that differently. And, you know, I think one of the beauties of me having an incredible mentor in my career, in Andy Vincent, shout out Andy Vincent, is that he's a personal trainer who's been in the industry for many, many years, many more than me. And he's worked with, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of clients. He's been on gym floors. He's worked all sorts of places. <laughs> that sounds weird. He's worked all sorts of places. He's worked in many different like kind of fitness spaces. And I think I really learned from him that it's so important that we are constantly just moving and looking forwards and learning as we go. And, you know, as a personal trainer, there is constantly new research. There is constantly new studies that come out or, you know, different insights or, uh, you know, you might work with a coach who makes you view something completely differently to the way you'd ever done before. And I think it's easier to understand it within a fitness concept because maybe it's less damaging, I don't know, or it has less, less ramifications. But I think that it's important in every aspect of life that... Um, as we go through our life experiences, each as individual as those may be, 
within all of those experiences is going to be this process of setbacks, getting things wrong, doing things differently, learning and slowly becoming a better person every day. And does that mean that by the time you're 80, you never fuck up? No, but we're just constantly, I guess, being self-aware enough to recognize where we can do better. And I feel like one of the things that I guess I just have really tried to work on is that deepened sense of self-awareness of always trying to do the best that I can possibly do and to be really conscious of the impact and the responsibility that I hold given the platform that I have and being so conscious about, therefore, everything that I say and everything that I do, you know, within that space. So as much as I appreciate and I understand and I hear, which is important for me to say, I hear a lot of the comments and I recognize them. I also think that 99.9% of them were really lovely and really got where I was coming from. And I'm grateful for that. And for those that didn't, I guess, you know, it's just important that at some point, I hope that you maybe have a listen to this or or you don't, <laughs> but you just recognize that life is about being able to own our mistakes and the people that I look up to and the people that I am inspired by are the people that continuously are willing to own every part of themselves, the good and the bad. And I think that that is something that I am inspired within myself to do and to be. And so, you know, it was amazing that I got this opportunity to cover this, albeit not being a, a specific Ask Alice, but I do feel like it's nice to be able to speak so freely on these things now. And with the, like I said, the beauty of hindsight of being able to look back and reflect and learn how to do better. So thank you for listening and for this week's Ask Alice, which is a little bit of a rogue monologue. <laughs> but if you have any questions that you'd like to send in for our Ask Alice feature, I'm always like desperate to hear from you and would love to answer any of your questions that you might have we do have an email which you can find in the show notes or send me a dm on instagram and just start it with ask alice i really look forward to hearing from you soon and i will be back on wednesday with a brand new episode give me strength is an insanity studios production the podcast producer is saffron Mirza, and podcast production assistant is abby sandler